Welcome to Be The Scandal, the sacred rebellion of being your authentic self. I'm your host, Danny Hickman. In today's episode, I want to do something a little bit different. Earlier in the week, I had polled my Instagram audience and I had asked them what was a question that they had or a topic that they really wanted guidance on. One of my followers had presented the question of, how do you end a relationship that you know isn't healthy for you? And I just really love that question because this topic has been on my radar for a podcast episode. So thank you for this invitation to record this episode. Before I start and offer you some tips in navigating this space, I really need to be honest with you that for most of my life, this has been something I really struggled with. I mean, I remember this was in my 20s when I first moved to Nashville. I was in a relationship with someone and I knew within that first month that they weren't the right person for me. I knew it wasn't expansive and I stayed in that relationship for about a year and a half after that, which is hard to admit. But I'm really glad I'm able to be present in that truth because I have gotten a lot of clarity into why I have a hard time walking away from relationships when intuitively I know it's no longer expansive or even intuitively it's harmful. It's actually doing me harm. And then the way I'm showing up in that relationship is probably, probably had done harm to that partner. So it's just really interesting because so many of us, and I'll invite you, no one's around you, but I just invite you to raise your hand or acknowledge if you are one of those people that finds it hard to walk away from relationships when they are no longer expansive for you. And this could be a romantic relationship. It could be a friendship. It could be a work relationship, or maybe there is a relationship with a family member that you've been needing to set boundaries with, but you just haven't. So I just invite you, if you can, be present in that truth. Is this a quality that you have in a behavior that you engage in? Of course, there's a lot of reasons why we stay in relationships longer than we need to. Before recording this episode, I jotted down a couple of things that just came to mind based on my own life and conversations I've had with a lot of clients that I've worked with. So the first thing that came to my mind was, we don't know how to be present in the truth that the relationship isn't healthy. I know in my life, I've given a lot of different excuses as to why I needed to stay in the relationship. And it was a way to justify the relationship or justify even abuse that was going on in the relationship. I was really in denial and keeping myself in denial because essentially I was lying to myself. I didn't want to be present in the truth that, hey, this relationship is not expansive. And there's a lot of personal reasons that are really individualized as to why we don't want to be present in that truth. Some things that came up for me that really resonated in my life is a lot of my relationships, and this is including a lot of female friendships that I've had, is the relationship is actually mirroring a pattern that I've had for a long time and mirroring a relationship that I had when I was younger. So if you zoom out, you might be able to notice that you have a pattern of friends that you tend to choose or a pattern of romantic partners you tend to choose, or there's a pattern within even the career and work relationships that you choose and continually engage in, even when they're not healthy. That's the thing I really want you to keep in mind when you're looking at the patterns is these are the relationships that aren't expansive, the relationships that are extremely activating and 
are really hard for you to navigate and they're harmful for you. I love to ask this question when I'm having a hard time in a relationship or I'm getting the feeling like, hey, maybe it's time to walk away from this relationship and end this relationship. I like to ask myself, who does this person remind me of from my childhood? And if nothing comes up, I'll just even ask a version of who's this person remind me of in my life? Because if we're able to tag into where the root of the pattern is, then you're able to really guide yourself in some deep healing and processing so that you can start breaking this pattern. Other reasons why we aren't really present in the truth of the moment is there is so much grief that comes with walking away from relationships. And a lot of us don't know how to sit with grief the grief of losing what is, the grief of losing what was, and what could be. Because even if a relationship isn't expansive, it is serving a purpose on some level, and there is grief there. And I think we all, to a certain degree, want to be hopeful that things can change and things can get better, and I am an advocate for hope. But what I'm not an advocate of is holding on to hope so dearly and so tightly when it's actually an avoidance strategy and not being present in the truth of the moment. Because sometimes the truth is, oh, this relationship isn't expansive. Oh, this friendship actually does need to end. There's so much codependency here. It's not supportive for either of us. Oh, we're not bringing out the best in each other. Actually, we're not on the same team. Ugh. I even hate saying that to you right now. It is hard to be present in the grief of what is. But here's the thing, which is something I'll continually say whenever I'm talking about grief. So this isn't the first time you've heard it if you've listened to my podcast before. But our bodies know how to grieve. Our bodies know exactly how to process the waves of grief in a way that is efficient and effective and needed for our system. The hard part is, is we block ourselves from actually processing the grief Because we don't know how to hold space for our emotions. And that's another reason why we don't want to be present in the truth of the moment is we don't know how, in just a general sense, to be present in a lot of different emotions that come up. Most likely those ones we don't love to feel, like sadness, grief, anger, resentment. You know, I mean, the list could go on and on. We don't know how to be present in the emotional pain that comes up within us. And A lot of us don't know how to be present in the pain of somebody else. We don't know how to hold space for someone else's emotions if we're saying, hey, it's time for us to end this relationship or this isn't working for me anymore. That is a triggering conversation. Think of times when you've been on the other side of that, that receiving end of that conversation. It is triggering. It's activating. It brings up a lot of our unresolved stuff. And because we know that pain deeply, we don't want to necessarily bring that up in somebody else. And we don't know how to be present in that. We don't know how to separate ourselves from that other person's reaction. And that's really valuable, learning that skill. How do we allow ourselves permission to feel what we're feeling, learn how to feel safe in our emotions that are coming up with the ending of the relationship, with the truth of the moment? And how do we Love someone else unconditionally in a way that gives them space to feel what they're feeling. And it doesn't need to say anything about us or mean anything about us if they're having a big emotional reaction. Because if you're anything like me, I like to internalize other people's emotions. Now, I've done so much work in this and I have really been able to shift that for myself. But traditionally, 
it's been really hard for me to not make a story about someone else's emotions and how it relates to me. Either I'm bad, I'm a bad friend, I'm a bad person, I'm unworthy, I'm undeserving, I'm a failure. I feel like that used to be a hobby of mine of how can I make someone else's emotional reactions about me? And we do that in attempts to make sense of what's going on and try to process it. But that isn't necessarily helpful because sometimes, yes, our actions are influencing other people and we need to be open to understanding that. We need to be open to seeing parts of ourselves that aren't so great, those shadow parts that we're not necessarily wanting to see. So we need to be open to that self-awareness and we also need to be open to the fact that someone's having a big emotional reaction because of their own history, because of their unresolved trauma and emotional wounds. It's not even about us sometimes. So I want you to keep that in mind as you're navigating this space and transition or conversation about ending a relationship. The second thing that came up for me, which I think is really valuable, that I don't think a lot of people are actually spending time talking about, and I love to do this for myself and also the clients that I work with because it can be actually kind of shocking to do this exploration. And that is really looking at why aren't you leaving? And a lot of people, like when you're having a conversation with your friends, they might ask you that, like, why are you still there? Why are you still in this relationship? And an answer, at least I've given, is like, but I love them. And actually, when I say that right now, I'm thinking, oh, sweet Danny, (laughs) you didn't really know what actual love was. But that was a time in my life where I thought codependency was love. So I give a lot of compassion for that part of me. But a lot of us aren't looking deeper than that initial response of why we're staying in the relationship. So I want to offer a different line of questioning of what needs are you getting met in the relationship? Just allowing whatever wants to come through to come through. Maybe pull out your journal and jot it down. We want to increase our awareness of how you're staying safe and connected via this relationship. Because if you weren't getting needs met in this relationship, if you had the awareness, oh, this is an expansive it's time to end the relationship, you would just end it. It's pretty cut and dry. That's why when people are giving us advice, they don't necessarily understand, well, why don't you just leave? This person's abusing you. Or they're commenting on a friendship where they're like, hey, actually the way that they talk to you isn't really healthy. Like People outside of ourselves can really tune in and acknowledge and be present in the truth when a relationship needs to end. But we, when we're in it, have a hard time because We're getting our needs met in there. Staying in relationships longer than what is healthy for me has helped me avoid feelings of abandonment, feelings of rejection. It's really helped me avoid myself. So maybe ask yourself this question. How is staying in this relationship helping you avoid yourself? I think of a friendship that ended this past year and By me staying in the friendship, it helped me avoid my vulnerability and my authenticity. There was a lot of codependency going on, and it really invited me to be a smaller version of myself, which you might think, well, that's not good, Danny, which, yeah, it's not the way I want to live my life, but there are parts of me that really were getting needs met because they wanted to hide. They didn't want to be seen. They didn't want to be big. So I was getting needs met by maintaining that relationship at the expense of myself, at the expense of my authenticity. But in a backwards way, it was serving me. I think of a relationship that ended a few years ago. It was helping me avoid being present in my unworthiness and my codependent patterns. As long as I was 
playing a role in the codependency. I didn't have to be present and, oh, there's codependency that's going on here. Or, oh, I put a lot of my worthiness in my relationships with men. And if that relationship ends, I'm going to have to sit with my unworthiness. I'm going to have to sit in the emotional pain that comes with sitting with that core belief. And that core belief for me has come from childhood. So there's years and years. I'm almost 35. There's so many years of emotional pain that come with sitting with my unworthiness. And if I maintain this relationship, I don't have to be fully present in it yet. It will come out. It's ever present. That's the thing we don't realize. It's still present. It's still coming out. It's still not expansive for us. It's still creating suffering for us. But when we don't know how to hold space for ourselves, how to be present in our emotions, we will choose the suffering over the authenticity of processing our emotional pain and moving through it. And then the last thing I want to speak on, which really encompasses everything I've already said, is we need to learn how to spend time with our emotions that come with the truth of the moment. We need to spend time and feel safe, create that sense of safety and stability in our emotional regulation. And a lot of us aren't taught that. Gosh, as a psychotherapist, and I did so much trauma work with kids there for a while in my career, I was teaching kids how to self-regulate. It's not something that we're taught. We're taught through the co-regulation of a caregiver or parent. And a lot of us didn't get that because a lot of us were parented by people that didn't know how to regulate their emotions. And so we do our best learning how do we cope with emotions. And so typically in adulthood, what we're doing, or if you've had therapy previously, we're learning how do I sit with my emotions? How do I regulate my emotions and allow my body to do exactly what it knows how to do and feel safe in that? If feeling emotions feels really overwhelming and scary, maybe it's time for you to get some support in that. Maybe it's taking a program. Of course, I'm an advocate for therapy or finding a coach that specializes in emotion regulation. Maybe it's time for you to advocate for yourself and choose to move through the world differently by learning how do I regulate my emotions? Because what will happen then is you'll be able to more readily anchor in your authenticity set boundaries, make decisions, and continue to move forward and grow and expand because you won't be avoiding the emotions that come with the expansion. And as I say that, I mean, let's be realistic. We're not running towards emotional pain necessarily. I'm not doing that with open arms, but I know at this point that no matter what happens, I can handle the emotions that come with it. I have created that sense of safety within myself and the confidence within myself and my parts that I know I can handle so much emotion is okay. And I want that for you too, so that you can set the boundaries that you need to in your relationships. And sometimes the boundary is, I don't desire this anymore. This is no longer expansive. It's time for this to end. And learn how to anchor in the energy of love and love yourself enough. Anchor in your self-worth enough to say, I no longer want to participate in this relationship. And Love the other person that you're in relationship enough to say, and I don't expect you to do that either. I care so much about you and I recognize this isn't expansive for you either. Sometimes the most loving thing we can do is to say, I'm going to no longer participate in this. And you deserve that and those people you're in relationship deserve that too. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Be The Scandal. 
If you like what you heard, don't forget to click subscribe so that you can join in on the sacred rebellion of being your most authentic self.